0: This is episode 43 of season three of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will be talking about compartment syndrome in our injury series.
1: I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Sue. And this is Season 3 of Runner Girls, three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. And it's getting to be that time of year again where um, we're coming up on our anniversary, which is exciting. Only our second anniversary. But yeah, we've been doing this for two years now, and it's just flown right by Um, definitely yeah it's kind of crazy I mean we'll we'll obviously talk about it a lot more next week but it's crazy to me to think like where we were two years ago and where we are now you know Mm -hmm. we were just starting out on half marathons and now we've done like a ton of them (laughs) yeah um and made some great progress in that time so um and some great experiences so that's exciting too so I'm very excited to talk about that more next week. But before we get to any of that, it's definitely summer here. It's been warm, you know, I mean it's not any warmer than last week. But um I, I know we always talk about the weather at the beginning, but I feel like it's so relevant to running and um definitely changes how each of our runs go. I know it does for me, I just thinking about this past week of running and how each day was so different (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it's it it definitely changes things i think i'm finally getting used to it and before i know it it's going to be over and i'm going to be freezing again (laughs) (laughs) that vicious cycle (laughs) yes I went out today this morning for my run, and I was like, oh, it's, like, downright chilly. And I was so curious to see what the temperature was. I checked my app. 60 degrees. Like, a month ago, I was talking about how 60 felt hot.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, stop the press. Sue said (laughs) 60 was chilly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) sure Megan can relate to that.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was in North Carolina. It was um, funny because... The polar vortex had gone through yep and it was really rainy and a couple of the nights when it rained the low was in 60s or at night it was in like the mid to high 60s and it doesn't get below 75 here and I was just like wow and the days some of them didn't get above like 82 (laughs) I was like what is this this feels nice I can stand out here without dying it's moderate Yeah. And that's, so it was really interesting just to be in a different place and feel the different weather. So you were out there for your sister's wedding, right? Yeah. The wedding was outside and we were, I think I've mentioned this on the show about how worried I was about a 1230 July wedding. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. (laughs) It had rained all morning. So it was pretty cool by the time 1230 came around. And so it totally, the sun had come out. And it was nice. And everything dried out in time for the wedding? Yeah. Good. Luckily, we were in the backyard, so it wasn't too bad. And I saw the
1: pictures on Facebook, the one of um, you and Brad all dressed up. You guys look great. And then um, the picture of the bride with all the bridesmaids at the bar. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that. We had seen it on Pinterest, and that's what we were doing the morning getting ready while they were doing my hair I went on Pinterest I'm like okay let's find pictures we should take (laughs) and the bar where we had the reception is where my sister and my brother-in-law met and they both had bartended there and he still bartends there Mm -hmm. and so to have a picture with us fake drinking out of liquor bottles just was perfect Mm.
1: yeah because it I'm clearly the bar featured very heavily in their relationship or at least in like how they know, <laughs> know each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so it was fun. And um, we were worried the bar wouldn't let us do it. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, we have plenty of liquor bottles back there. And we just used full ones with the lids still sealed in. Yeah. Just and gave it, them back. It's
1: good promotion for them because it's a cool picture and people might be asking about it.
0: Yeah. It, there were a lot of bartending's a funny thing and it makes me jealous almost that I never did it because mm-hmm. they know so many people just that are locals who always come in yeah. to the bar where they just know people because that's who they see all the time.
1: I used to be a regular at a bar. It was pretty fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Back and when I had... used to go
1: out to like karaoke bars.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what it was like. They were... And the bar is part of a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. So one, it's already kind of an odd bar because it's attached to a bowling alley Mm -hmm. but it's a full bar and grill and everything and so they um, do decent ish service during the weekends I've seen on weeknights though where we were the only people there Mm -hmm. because we were hanging out with my (laughs) brother-in-law because he was behind the um, bar but it's it was really nice being back with family and everything that's great so you enjoyed your week there? I did, and um, oh, I've, Brad's all dressed up because he got to be a um, makeup groomsman. A substitute, <laughs> oh, oh. I was going to say. <laughs> that's cool. So he got to be yeah. a part of the wedding party, too. Yeah, and, and when they walked, we timed it, so he got to walk my mom down the aisle, like usher her oh. in, and then he walked me out. So
1: Nice. Well, that's great. And you guys drove back yesterday, is that right? Yeah, in
0: the rain. It was... <laughs> amazing. It really wasn't bad. Um, Saturday night after the wedding, because it was an afternoon wedding and we were done with the reception by four or five, Mm -hmm. they're all like, oh, let's go out. So I ended up DDing for my sister and my brother-in-law and a couple other people Mm -hmm. and didn't go to bed until five. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, wow. And we were up at nine. Mind you, we had planned on leaving by 8 or 9. Wow. But I didn't make it up until (laughs) 9 because I didn't go to bed until after 5. Yeah. And so Brad did a lot of the driving yesterday for me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. He didn't go out with us because he was tired from the bachelorette party the night before. Or the bachelor. Because he was smart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But But I offered to Dee Dee and didn't realize it was going to be 5 a.m., but... (laughs) the things you do for family Mm -hmm. well that's great so everything went well
1: yeah nice and so katie you've been busy with wedding stuff too out there in kentucky working on bridesmaid duties for your sister no not for your sister for your friend right (laughs) i got it right this time after getting it wrong but um
2: (laughs) (laughs) so how's it going it's going. <laughs> We're in the final countdown now. Saturday is the big day, so just all of the little things that she needs help kind of finishing up and making sure are done to her liking. Mm-hmm. Um, But the sleeping hours that you had this weekend, Megan, those sound pretty similar to the sleeping hours I had this weekend. We went to Nashville for the bachelorette party this weekend, and I left on Thursday. We headed for Nashville on Friday, and then I got back into town late yesterday evening. Um, So, And that was on absolutely no sleep from Saturday night to Sunday morning (laughs) I'm like okay staying up all night is not as easy as I remember it being yeah I was 25 compared to being 30
1: (laughs) I cannot remember the last time I stayed up all night it must have been early 20s yeah yeah
2: (laughs) I'll tell you it is not a regular occurrence for me either So, um, by the time Saturday or sorry, Sunday evening rolled around, I was ready to drop and, um, I walked back in the door and my dad was there and I was just like, please try to be really quiet in the morning when you leave. Like, don't come and knock on my door, (laughs) you know, like I want to sleep in as much as I can. Um, and I... I've been kind of misspeaking and stumbling over my words today, so I think I'm still feeling the effects, but I'm going to try really hard to do well for the show tonight. (laughs) I'm interested to
1: see how that might go, (laughs)
2: because
1: you're always so (laughs) poised and um, carefully spoken. (laughs) You choose your words wisely, and I like that.
2: Oh, well, thank you, but sleep deprivation does some crazy things to the brain, so (laughs) fingers crossed it goes well.
1: Great. Great. Um, and how's the job hunt going?
2: Not so well, unfortunately, no? the positions I applied for, I found out, have all been filled before I could even really get a formal interview oh. uh because a lot of the time what they do is they post the position online simply because they have to for legal requirements, but mm-hmm. they already have somebody in mind for the job, oh. and mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so, yeah, exactly, so is education, right? That's kind of the way it goes, so it's much harder to get a position when you're coming from out of town when you're not necessarily local Um, and you know even having my best friend work at the uh, the office central office it's not it's not as easy as one would think yes there are always teaching positions but they're very quickly filled so right now unless something comes up in the next three weeks it looks like I will be back in South Carolina next year
1: and are you still looking at other places, or did you kind of already check all of the um, the school districts you were interested
2: in? Pretty much already checked all the school yeah. districts I was interested in, and really only one had any openings. Um, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, Tom's not out yet. Yeah. But it's not looking very promising, <laughs> so i'll'll we'll most likely be back in Ori County in South Carolina for next year. So I'm okay with that again, just ready for a change. right?
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. I was just going to say, I imagine there's not a lot of um, turnover in the teaching profession, especially when you're we're trying to get into a school good school district. you know, teachers tend to stay with one school for a long time at least in my experience
2: yeah Yeah. and the the key part of that statement you just made is in a good school district (laughs) (laughs) you know there's plenty of turnover but not necessarily in the positions and the districts that you want to get in right
1: and not to insult anybody but I wouldn't be surprised if there were some openings at Megan's district if you wanted (laughs) to go to Florida just from what I've heard (laughs) yeah Yeah. well
0: (laughs) One I learned today that our district as a whole is a Title One district. I as know. a whole. I don't know what that means. That means that to be Title One you have to have seventy five percent of your school qualifies for free or reduced lunch. Okay. And the cutoff so point is, is Yeah, yes. is just above pri like poverty level yeah. per the country. So that means as a whole our district is very poor. Mhm. But it's funny because I went looking because Brad and I have been talking about moving to North Carolina. And so just, I went looking at where my family lives and the surrounding counties, and there are kind of openings, but like in Davidson County, which is the county I graduated from, there were six openings posted. And I think two were actual teaching positions. And I was just like, oh, okay. Whereas you go to my district now, and there's easily 40 or 50 positions open. Wow. And there's about continually Mm. 20 all school year. So people will go in and out. So to look at a job posting for a page or for a county that has seven openings where I don't have to scroll to see all of them, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. (laughs) Because they're kind of out in – it's like Greensboro area, Greensboro High Point. But their districts, I think, are made smaller. So like ours covers a really big area, so I feel we have more positions open because of that, versus a district that might not cover the area we right. do. because the area you're in is very densely populated. Yeah, and it covers a high section or large. Yeah, Interesting. area. Oh well,
1: I don't know. I hope something turns up for you, Katie. But if not, you know. It's another year in South Carolina, beautiful Myrtle Beach, right?
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, in quotation marks. Oh, I <laughs> thought it was nice. Oh, oh, well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed your visit.
1: Um, I can keep my eyes open for openings up here, if that helps. We have a very good school
2: district. <laughs> can you imagine... How much you'd have to hear me complain about the cold weather then, Sue? (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I'm
1: sure neither (laughs) of you is interested in that. but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I haven't exactly sold it for you, but I like it up here. Um, Well, as far as my world, things are going good here. Um, I'm trying to think. Jeff's been um, unemployed lately. He just hasn't had any... um, work coming in for him to do through the union. So he's been at home with the kids and um, taking things easy. I've been working a ton. Last week was a tough, tough work week. Um, Lots of hours, and by lots of hours, like I shouldn't even use those words to you girls because it was maybe 20 hours. (laughs) Um, Probably doesn't qualify as lots of hours, but it's lots of, um, lots more physical labor than I'm used to put it that way. Um so it was a tough week, but um the weekend came and it's been a lovely weekend with the family. Anna and I went into Portsmouth yesterday I think it was yesterday no Saturday and um, walked around and visited a running store which was fun Um, loaded up on energy gels and checked out a race calendar and we got some more stickers I got a 13.1 sticker for my car now that I have the 26.2 I decided it was okay to put the 13.1 on there (laughs) Uh, and Jeff was mad when he saw it he's like I thought you weren't going to get the 13.1 and I'm like I just wanted to wait until I had the 26.2 because then I'm legit <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, Anna wanted a 5k sticker and I was like oh okay sure so I got her that because she's run a couple 5k's now so um, I was kind of impressed that she even wanted one like taking pride in being a runner um, and then yesterday she actually came on a run with me which was nice and I'll talk about that more in training but um, yeah it's just been a really nice weekend today everybody came to work with me <laughs> <laughs> One of my clients, Pat, is this um, elderly lady whose husband passed away a couple years ago. And I've been cleaning for her probably for like five years now, something like that. Um, and she's had Jeff like do some work at her house for her, like cleaning out her um, garage or her basement or whatever. And a couple times she asked me to bring the kids over to play in the pool. So um, she had me bring them over today, and then I told Jeff he should come over too because he wasn't doing anything so we all went over there and they all hung out and went swimming while I cleaned the house and it was just so much fun like it's it I have like the best clients ever like she gives them each money as they leave and like gives them sweets the whole time
0: that they're there
1: Oh, she's just such a sweetheart and then she had Jeff like do some work in the garage and then gave him money and she's like all right who didn't get any money (laughs) (laughs) was the funniest old lady um but she's sweet, and uh, I don't know, it was just a great day. It feels like, even though today is Monday night, like it felt like it was still the weekend because it was such a fun work day, and I, now I have tomorrow off because I always have Tuesday off to edit the show, so it just feels like I'm having a great time until I actually have to do real work again, <laughs> but that's okay. It's not here yet, but I have been doing a lot of running, so are you girls ready to get into our training? Yes. yes. All right all right so last week we talked uh katie you were a little you seemed a little deflated that you hadn't gotten any runs in um did this week go better for you
2: only place to go was up so yes oh good (laughs) (laughs) yes i got in one run before i left go to lexington and then further down to nashville um it was just two miles here along the road by my parents' house. Um, went, breathing was easy. Pace was pretty much on target to where I had been. So, no improvement, but at least no loss, either. Um, and overall, I was really happy with it. It was hot, but not miserable, because again, you know, the kind of polar vortex had rolled in that Megan talked about earlier. Yeah. And it affected Nashville, Later, because the bride-to-be and I went for just a short run kind of around the area that we were staying and um, it was about a mile and a half by the time we got back to East Ivy and it was very very humid because it had rained all day on Friday the first day we were in Nashville and then Saturday morning it also had rained and we went out about 11 so know the heat is really kind of starting to get there and with the rain on top of that it was just really really heavy really heavy air and she's not used to running outside. She runs a lot and works out a lot, works out like a fiend, especially going up to the wedding, leading up to the wedding, but Mm. it's all indoors. She works out and runs in her gym. So I always tease her and I'm like, yes, humidity is the great equalizer. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't feel so slow, you know, when we're running together now because humidity, you're not used to it. so same kind of pace there. Really, it was it was a little bit slower than what I had been running at home because we were just talking and conversing the whole time and weren't really running for any speed records. It was just to kind of get out and get the workout in for the day. So two runs this week, one two miles, one a mile and a half. But nice. like I said, only place to go after last week was up. So I'm happy with those two runs.
1: Yeah, that's great that you, you were able to get those in considering how busy you've been. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what's the plan for
2: this week? This week, I'm I'm shooting for two because I think just with everything going on, anything more than that might be a little <laughs> setting the bar too high. Sure. Because I will probably leave town again on Thursday because I need to be down there and help her get things set up for the rehearsal on Friday. Of course, wedding all day Saturday. Probably sleep slash recovery Sunday. Mm so I'm going to shoot for two and I would like to have both of those be three mile runs but we'll see how it goes
1: yeah that would be great and you said you really enjoy running out there
2: I do I I know probably everyone Everybody gets to me talk about running in Kentucky is so great but it really is you know I mean anytime you run the same route over and over again it can be a little mentally boring unless you're doing a new challenge in distance or speed run something like that so it, it's just nice to have a change of scenery definitely a change of terrain <laughs> a lot more hills in Kentucky than in South Carolina um, but I love it I love it and the the evenings have been much cooler here than they usually are in July so I hope to be taking advantage of that this week
1: nice well great and I hope those runs go well if you're able to um, get them in and and get them done as I know you know week of the wedding it's going to be hectic getting everything organized taken care of last minute things you know yeah I know how stressful that can be so I hope everything goes smoothly and I hope uh, your friend has a wonderful wedding thank you And uh, I can totally relate to what you're saying about like having a change of scenery because the way you are about Kentucky is the way I am about running up in North Conway when we go up to visit Jeff's family. I always have the best runs up there. It's, you know, it's in the mountains, it's hilly, um, but I just have great runs up there. So I like it. It's all, it's definitely good to have a change of scenery. And I definitely experienced that this week. I had sort of an up and down week. Um this was my last quote unquote easy week before getting into speed training and um running 6 days a week again and really high mileage. So uh I tried to take it easy. I if you remember last week Monday night I was talking about how I was a little worried about Tuesday run, Tuesday's run because it was going to be 100% humidity and it was going to be about 70 degrees. By the time I got out there in the morning, it was 72, with 100% humidity, and I had five miles on the plan, <laughs> so I tried to take it easy, but it actually went really, really good. I had an awesome run. Um, I just kind of cruised along for the first few miles, and then actually like, kind of felt like I was in machine mode for mile four, like autopilot, where I'm just in the zone. I got a rhythm going, and... Um, It was great. The last mile was definitely a struggle. It had warmed up even more at that point, so I was just trying to get it done. But uh, overall, it went really well. I averaged like 11.25 pace, which is still like really good for an easy run. Um, Thursday, I had another five-miler on the schedule, and I went out, and I was like, oh, it's cooler, less humid, it's going to be great. After Tuesday's run, I was feeling like so excited and um, looking forward to it, and it was... Tough. <laughs> it really just kind of felt hard for no real apparent reason, and I couldn't figure out why. Um, maybe I wasn't hydrated enough. I didn't get enough sleep the night before. Um, I probably got like five or six hours instead of my usual eight. <laughs> um, and but I was just kind of shocked that it was such a tough run. I did manage to. Um, average about 11:33. So I mean it didn't slow me down that much. It just felt a lot harder. Um and I saw a deer on my run, which was really cool cuz it was just like there in front of me and it just made me really appreciate running in Maine because oh, I saw a moose and then I saw a deer and I saw um frogs <laughs> on the road when I was running with my friend Bree and um I see a lot of wildlife and that's really really cool. Um Friday I had a four miler, or what should have been four miles. Um, This one was worse than Thursday's run. I tried to take it really easy and I just couldn't get into any sort of rhythm and everything seemed to be bothering me where um, my quad was bothering me and then my shin was bothering me and then I got side stitches, I ended up walking a lot. Um, and then just cutting it Mm. short at three and a quarter miles, which is so rare for me. Like normally I can push through and just get the day's miles done. But, um, I was just like, no, this is not happening today. (laughs) And I just went home. I'm like, clearly I'm not supposed to run anymore. Um, Saturday I was not looking forward to my six mile long run after what happened on Friday um and then when I, I was actually running with Amy in Newmarket back on the Great Bay half course and when I remembered and realized the route that we were taking, um we were because we decided not to run on Dame Road because of um there's apparently a lot of horse flies there right now because of the um swampiness of that road. So we decided to go up Bay Road and then back down it, which I, normally with Amy, I run down Bay Road, and we don't usually run up it. And when I say down, like literally downhill <laughs> and uphill. So we started going up. And and when I say up and down, there's like ups and downs the whole way. So it's hard both ways. So anyway, I was not looking forward to that. We did um, six miles, and it was tough. I averaged 1219 pace, which I thought was good considering how tough it was. Like I was huffing and puffing the whole run, but I did manage to run it all. And, um, at a pretty good pace considering the terrain and what I've been running on. So I was actually really happy with that run. And then Sunday I had five miles easy on the plan. I did, um, I did the first two with Anna. We ran down to Vons Woods, which is like a state park near my house that has a lot of trails. So we ran down there and then on some of the trails and then, um, her feet were bothering her cause like her shoes were too tight or too small or whatever. So she didn't want to run anymore. So I had Jeff come get her and I finished out my run by myself. I did three more miles and oh yeah, we saw a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Just wriggling along the road, so um so that was cool. more wild animals during my run um so that was good, and got twenty four miles in for the week um i I think I was supposed to do four on Sunday, but I made it five because I didn't get to four on Friday like I wanted to, and I wanted to make sure I had the mileage so um I did hit the weekly mileage, which is good, and then I had kind of been putting off registering for the fall marathon, because um, I just wanted to see how I felt going into the higher mileage, which starts this week. And um, I kind of decided on Sunday that I was gonna do it for sure. Um, look thinking back to my training first time around, I started out with the run streak in February and then went into um, week five or six of Hansen's. And I'd been having a little bit of shin pain, at the end of my run streak Um, nothing major and I just kind of took it easy and listened to my body Um, but I was having a little bit of shin splints going into my speed work and I got through it okay Um, and now I'm not having that you know I I did have a little bit of shin pain on I think Thursday's run but haven't had anything since and I'm not too worried about it because I feel like that's normal for me when I increase my mileage and as long as it doesn't get worse or whatever, I'm fine with it. So I'm feeling really good. I decided to register, which I did. I'm registered for Bay State Marathon, which will be on October 19th. And I also found out just today that um, outside, it's either I think it's either outside magazine outside or outdoor magazines one of those two Um, whichever one is actually a thing Um, that magazine rated Bay State Marathon as the fourth fastest marathon in the country so I'm like oh well that's good (laughs)
0: that's cool
1: yeah so that made me um, happy about my decision and um, I'm definitely in no wait list or anything so that's good Um, this week uh, for the plan I had four miles today, which I went out, um, and ran first thing this morning. Like I said, it felt almost chilly at 60 degrees. Um, I managed to do 10.50 pace for four miles and felt amazing. It felt effortless. It felt awesome. So, um, that made me really happy. Tomorrow I start speed work. 12 intervals of 400s at 5k pace. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to doing this again. I remember the first time around, I thought it was brutal, but I know it will make me faster and I'm feeling pretty good, so I'm looking forward to that and something new and different. Wednesday I have off, Thursday 5 miles at marathon pace, which I decided until I have a um half marathon, a recent half marathon to go off of, I'm going to go by what the race time calculator gives me based on my most recent race. And um, basically says I can do a 435 marathon if I train properly. So I'm um, going to stick with 1030 pace because I know I can I can do that. I can do that for five miles. It might be a little tough right now in the heat, but I can definitely do it. I just did four at 1050. I can do five at 1030. <laughs> so um, that'll be Thursday. And then Friday... Four miles easy, Saturday, eight miles easy, and then um, Sunday would be my long run of eight miles. So both days eight miles, but Tuesday's workout going to be nine miles anyway, so the eight miles isn't going to be, <laughs> shouldn't be too hard after running nine. And then um, Sunday I have a race, which would be the Summerfest 10K, um, which is going to be very hilly. The last half mile is uphill and um there's some big climbs even before that last half mile so i'm i'm not setting high expectations for that run i might just swap out my thursday run for my sunday run okay so sunday on my plan i'm supposed to do eight miles um for my long run so eight miles saturday and eight miles sunday so i can do the um 10k with a 2 mile warm up and i i haven't decided if i'm going to do my race as my marathon pace run and just try to hit 10:30 splits which my last 10k i averaged 9:50 something so i feel like i could do 10:30s for a 10k but the thing is i haven't run this course before and it's hilly so I'm a little afraid that if it's too difficult, I won't be able to get my workout done properly. So I either stick with Thursday as my tempo run, or I turn my race into my tempo run. And if I do my tempo run on Thursday, then I have to run my race really easy. And I don't know if I can do that. So, what do you what do you think? Like what what would you do?
0: You said the race is really hilly. Yeah. You could challenge yourself and do a hilly tempo run. Yeah. Which sounds like the Sue thing to do. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and, the, and the thing
1: is, if that last half mile is the worst, as long as I do the first five miles of the six <laughs> at tempo pace, if I fall off in the last mile, doesn't really matter because I've got my five at marathon pace in, right?
0: Yeah. Well, look, I think you're asking the wrong two people about following a training <laughs> plan. <laughs> Cause we just kind of run and hope it's good enough <laughs> and if I don't get a run in and it doesn't fit it doesn't really matter and I will say that Hal Higdon's plans all say up front it doesn't matter when you do the days or when the runs are done mm-hmm. it's really flexible yeah that's one of his big things he says these are the runs to do this week you can do them whenever you want these right. are the days I suggest but right
1: yeah Hanson's is less so I mean d- d- there is some flexibility like they do say if you're gonna race drop your tempo run um but I know that I'm not gonna race this flat out so it's a matter of do I run it easy or do I run it as a tempo um but he... he
0: since you had the struggling week last week mm mm-hmm. Would it be smart to just drop the one run and, and try to run your race? Well, I can't drop a run. Or um,
1: the, the, the whole thing of Hanson's is you have to do the back-to-back runs to get your legs tired. It's just a matter of how hard do I run it. As far as I'm concerned. I mean, maybe other people would drop it. I'm not going to do that because I still want to get the miles in.
2: Do you think that's dumb? <laughs> no. I think I would shoot for the slower pace then. But like Megan stated, that's probably not the Sue thing to do. (laughs) We'll see. Okay,
1: so you're saying keep my tempo run on Thursday and run an easy pace for my race? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. And I was thinking that too, because if you know it's hilly, are you going to PR it? Well, no, I'm I'm definitely not planning on any kind of PR. Then why not just run it easy?
1: See, that's the thing. (laughs) If I if I do that, if I plan to do my tempo run on Thursday, go out and do it, have a great tempo run. Um, and then Sunday comes and I say, Okay, I'm gonna stick to my easy pace, which is between eleven thirty and twelve thirty, according to Hanson's. For me, eleven thirty and twelve thirty, that range is my easy pace. If I do that for this race, it's I there's no way I see that happening. <laughs> I mean I I, I I would need to be running with somebody at that pace. And I don't think I could do it. I think I would end up having three hard workouts in one week, basically. So I think I pretty much made up my mind what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to run Thursday's run easy. Which sucks because I really want to do it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, should, I think I should treat Sunday as a tempo run. Because if I'm looking at it as this is the pace I have to hit to get my workout in this week or I failed this week, um, then I will stick to that pace. But if I'm just trying to keep it easy, I know that I will run it faster than I need to. I I ran 10.50 today and I just told you my easy pace is 11.20 or 11.30 to 12.30. So, I mean, running easier for me at this point is harder than running fast. So, okay, so... Thursday, I'm going to try to keep it easy (laughs) and um, go from there. And if I'm able to keep Thursday's run easy, then I'll do my tempo on Sunday for my race. And if I'm not able to refrain from doing my tempo run on Thursday, then God help me on Sunday. (laughs) Maybe the race course itself will force me to run easy. I don't know. Um, I won't screw it up. I won't I promise and if I come back with like an awesome 10k PR then that will be great too (laughs) all right so that's my week um Megan last week you got was it two runs in yes yeah so um so that was good and you thought you might not have time to do any runs this week because you were going to be really busy with the wedding how did that go
0: exactly like I thought okay So, I mean, I brought my running stuff with the hopes of doing it. Okay. And it just didn't work out that way. But I expected it, so I was okay with it. Sure. And I think it's good
1: that you brought your stuff just in case you didn't just write it off that you weren't going to do it.
0: Yeah, and there were times where I really wanted to go out and run, too, because the weather was beautiful. It was perfect running weather. But I just, we didn't have the time. We were still making bouquets on Thursday night. We had to go to Hobby Lobby and buy flowers and make bouquets and everything. So it was just, um, my sister is not a planner at all, which I don't know if you guys have met me in the past two years or anything, but I kind of plan everything really detailed. (laughs) Oh, you're one of those? Yeah. (laughs) You're one of us. Yeah. (laughs) and so I was the whole time I'm like what how do you not and I'm asking her what we need to be what needs to be done and she's like I don't really know I'm like it's like okay what is done (laughs) and she was just like well it's taken care of and she wouldn't ask for help because then she thought it wouldn't be done right and I'm like we need to make a plan (laughs) for the day before the wedding and she's like why bother Michael's not going to follow it anyway that's her husband now. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. He's not with us the day before the wedding. <laughs> the girls are. And she's like, so? And so she was just... We weren't trying to get all the stuff together. Okay. So what is the plan for this week? Well, I have two weeks before I start half training. Mm-hmm. Um, I want at least three runs this week because that's a pretty good number for taking a week off and if one of them is three miles i'll be really happy oh i have a race saturday too so well already one of them is going to be three miles oh good so if another one was three miles would be nice before i run the 5k
1: and this is part of the watermelon race series
0: yes it's our third one of four okay um, so this is the
1: this is one that will give you a good idea of your um, 5K pace going into your training, which you'll need to know for your intervals and whatnot, right? Yes. Um, it's interesting because I was running with Amy on Saturday, and she just signed up for her first half marathon, which is going to be Smutty Nose Rock Fest, the first one I did, and I think I'm going to do it this year as well but she just signed up for it and she's talking about her training plan and I'm like is that Hal Higdon Intermediate and she's like yeah how did you know I'm like oh Megan's doing the same plan because she's talking about like the intervals and how they alternate with the tempo runs Um, and she's like I don't know what to do for my 5k pace she's like should I go off of the one that I ran in Pittsburgh and I'm like well, how many years ago was that? Because that may not be your current fitness. So I basically talked her into she needs to run a 5K race to find out what her pace is. So um, she's going to be doing one soon. But um, I just think it's interesting. Like talking to her is a lot like talking to you because you're kind of both going through the same thing right now, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, so you get good practice. (laughs) So you're
1: going to – basically just try to run a flat out 5k fast as you can
0: absolutely and I'll have plenty of time to hydrate and eat well on Friday because I don't work I have no plans Mm -hmm. I can sit at home and eat and drink water all I want good
1: good awesome well I can't wait to hear how that goes
0: I'm excited too maybe Brad will actually run this one okay but don't let him hold you back no, I'm, I didn't last time I, didn't, I thought he was behind me the whole time And I kept looking back and I'm like Oh he just must be really far back there Oh he had dropped out right? Yeah <laughs> and then I found out at the end And I didn't even see him at the end Because I expected him to be behind me Or he found me because apparently he watched me run in and everything And I was in the zone and didn't even see him there Oh well <laughs> So I was like okay But um, we're going to be on time early way early good um so it sounds like you're prepared and you have time to prepare
1: and you've been running fairly consistently so i think this should be a good experience a good race experience and should be a good gauge of where you are right now
0: yes it'll be good to use so i'm excited
1: great awesome well i hope it goes well all right well are you girls ready to move along to our weekly topic sure So this week in our injury series, we're talking about exertional compartment syndrome. And compartment syndrome is an overuse injury which usually occurs in the front of the lower leg. This is known as anterior compartment syndrome, although there are other compartments which can be affected. There's different compartments in the leg in which certain muscles are housed, I guess. so and the reason why this first came to my attention was um, I'm sure you guys remember when I was pregnant and also during um, marathon training earlier this year I complained a lot about my legs burning and so this was one of the um, symptoms of compartment syndrome and and one of the reasons I started researching it I don't feel like I have that Um, I haven't had the burning leg feeling in a really really long time Um, and then when I did have it I was able to um, run fine after I warmed up. So um, I never really figured out exactly what was causing the burningness, maybe just overuse um, from running, you know, too many days back to back or whatever. but, um, But compartment syndrome is a bit more serious than that. The symptoms of compartment syndrome in runners usually start with a tightening feeling in the front of the lower leg to the outside of the shin bone. As exercise continues, this area starts to feel full, swollen, and weak, and the muscles appear to be bulging. It gets really tight. The runner may notice that they can't control the downward motion of the foot on heel strike, known as a foot slap. Once exercise stops, the symptoms usually fade quite quickly. Whilst compartment syndrome may be suspected by your therapist or doctor, the only way to accurately diagnose it is with compartment pressure testing before and after exercise, using probes that are inserted into the leg. It is important that the condition is properly diagnosed to rule out other conditions such as shin splints, which I definitely had, um, deep vein thrombosis, nerve and vascular entrapment syndromes, infections, myopathies, and tumors. So, Katie, what is Compartment Syndrome?
2: A compartment is a group of muscles, slash tendons and nerves, blood vessels, and other structures which are all grouped together and surrounded by fascia, a form of relatively inelastic connective tissue. In the lower leg, these compartments include the anterior compartment, lateral compartment, and deep posterior compartment. Compartment Syndrome occurs when the contents of a compartment becomes too big for the surrounding fascia. This is usually due to swelling or an increase in blood supply or bleeding. Compartment syndromes can be either
0: chronic or acute. Acute cases occur due to a sudden impact of the area which causes bleeding and swelling within the compartment. This is a medical emergency as the increased pressure within the compartment can result in blood supply being cut off and lead to tissue death. Chronic cases are sometimes known as chronic exertional compartment syndromes as they develop gradually due to exercise or other forms of exertion. This is the type of compartment syndrome we are referring to in runners. It is not as serious as acute compartment syndrome and will usually cause no long-term damage other than putting someone off exercising.
1: Anterior compartment syndrome is the most common form of compartment syndrome. The anterior compartment is found at the front of the lower leg, just to the outside of where the shin bone can be felt. This compartment contains the tibialis anterior muscle, the extensor digitorum longus, and extensor hallucis longus, as well as the anterior tibial artery and deep peronal nerve. The sheath surrounding this compartment is particularly unwielding, which puts this compartment at particular risk. So Katie, how would we treat compartment syndrome?
2: The initial course of action with a compartment syndrome is physical therapy to identify and correct problems which may be contributing to increased muscle expansion within the compartment. These might include faulty foot biomechanics or running form, increased muscle tension, inadequate footwear, etc. A podiatrist is usually in a good position to evaluate this and suggest solutions regarding exercises and orthotic inserts if necessary. Soft tissue treatments, such as massage, may have some effect in loosening the muscle and fascia of the compartment, but so far research has shown little benefit. The author of this article's personal experience with anterior compartment syndrome came while they were training for a half marathon. The typical systems persisted, but did ease with stretching, massage, and running gait alterations, mainly moving to a, a more midfoot landing. And while this may not work for everyone, it's definitely worth a try. And then for persistent cases
0: which do not respond to treatment, surgery by way of a fasciotomy is usually recommended. This involves releasing the tight fascia to allow more space in the compartment for muscle expansion. Physical therapy post-surgery varies slightly from surgeon to surgeon, but many advocate an early mobilization program with ankle range of motion exercises, starting on day one post-op and weight-bearing as soon as possible, with unaided walking within three to five days. once surgical scars have healed, non-weight-bearing exercise such as cycling and swimming can begin, usually at around three weeks. A return to running is expected around eight to twelve weeks post-surgery.
1: Yes, and with um, any and all suspected running injuries, definitely you want to see a doctor to get checked out and for um, proper diagnosis and treatment. And um, whatever you do, do not Google image search exertional <laughs> compartment syndrome because you will not be able to sleep well. <laughs> um, apparently, in some cases, if it
0: is, gets so bad, the muscle can rupture and it is gross. Alright. Um, Go ahead. I was gonna say it's one of those things that's always on um Reddit and the WTF subreddit. Oh, is, is it they post pictures of compartment syndrome. And I was listening reading the article, I was like, Oh, that's interesting and I wasn't making the connection because the pictures are always kind of scary mm-hmm. until we got to the end. And then I'm like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> there are two kinds the bad kind and the not as bad kind. Yeah it just
1: just because of the possibility of that you you definitely want to get diagnosed and try to correct whatever problem could be causing it if compartment syndrome is possibly an issue so definitely something to be aware of there but that is it for our weekly topic up next we have run a girl recommends so megan what is your recommend this week
0: my recommend this week is a um muscle rub similar to icy hot it comes from the doTERRA essential oils line which is one of the um, sales lines kind of like 31 but for oils and um it's amazing I know I said we've used a couple different things but this one is really nice and it's made with more natural ingredients so is it like one of those mentholated type rubs where it numbs it Yeah, and um, we used it a lot this weekend, driving for 11 hours. So after driving six hours, I put it on my back. Or after the wedding yesterday, or Saturday, where I stood for a couple hours. And then at the reception, we were standing, and then going out, we were standing. So it just helps with um, not feeling the pain. It is not going to solve what's causing the pain by any means but it will help you from feeling it so you can keep doing what you need to do or so you can sleep, which is usually my solution, until it feels better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I never try to use um, – I mean, sometimes, like, at the end of a, a long work day I'll have, like, an aching back and sore feet. Um, but I never think to use, like, one of those numbing ointments – Um, and I always use ibuprofen and it, it doesn't do anything. (laughs) It really doesn't help. So, um, I know we have some things like that around the house. I'll have to check them out. But, um, you said the deep blue is by like, um, I don't know the doTERRA. Is that like supposed to be like all natural or organic? Is that what you were saying?
0: Um, close to it. They are, they're one of like the people can do direct sales Mm -hmm. for them and they're an oil line for like aromatherapy type stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't know very much. I just know somebody who sells them, and that's so, how I got into it. And it's from the company. So the Deep Blue, is that um, like an oil treatment then, or is it something, is it like a it's thicker a consistency? Cream. Yeah, it's like a cream you rub on, kind of like icy hot.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: And you like it? Does it smell good? It smells not bad. I mean, it smells like a mentholated cream yeah. you put on. They, they all kind of smell the same, I think. Yeah, I haven't noticed it smelling awful, though, so that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Very cool. Thank you for the recommend. Um, My recommend this week is not something I have tried yet, but something that I thought sounded really, really cool. Um, And it's called Fuel Strips. And it is... um, It's basically uh, meant for runners or endurance athletes uh, as a type of um, fueling program, I guess. It comes with these sweat testing strips that will indicate basically how much glycogen is left in your muscles. And um, in addition to that comes with a fuel, these fuel chews. Um, and that's specifically designed to give the appropriate amount of carbohydrates and electrolytes that you need at that moment. So basically you, you, you test your sweat with the strip during the activity and based on whatever color it indicates is how much fuel you take. Um, so I just thought that's really cool because it's really trying to dial in on the exact amount of nutrition, you know, so that you don't get too little that you bonk and you don't take up taken too much sugar that you're just converting it into fat so um i I thought that's a really interesting method of fueling and something that i'm definitely going to check out it it seems really innovative and it seems like there's a lot of science behind it so um i thought that was a cool idea so that is fuel strips at fuelstrip.com katie what is your recommend this week
2: well, like you, Sue, mine is something that I haven't actually tried yet, but I think it's a really cool um, idea in general, and it's specific running travel agencies or running travel trips. While we were running around Nashville, I, we started talking about this and how interesting it would be to go um, on a very specific running trip. Somewhere exotic, of course, you know, because we've all traveled at least a little bit for races. But... If you just kind of Google running travel agencies, a lot of them come up. And one of the first results I got was Marathon Tours and Travels. And they offer travel packages to the Antarctica Marathon. (laughs) So, especially if you're a runner who's trying to do the Seven Continent Club, you know, you would want to look into this. It's probably going to be for the more dedicated runners who are willing to spend a lot of money to go to a specific race. Um, But even for your amateurs and just kind of, you know average hobby runners I think this would be something if you have a very specific race in mind that you want to look into doing that you know you're going to have to travel for in general even with a amateur runner if you know you're traveling for a specific race this might be something that you want to save up for and use because they're going to know exactly what you need to do what you need to pack any problems or questions that have come up in the past they'll know how to handle
1: that's great so they can give you some kind of key insight that you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise Um, exactly I've heard a couple of similar things before Um, I know before in when i've been just googling on active googling when i've been searching on active for races in the area a lot of times it'll bring up stuff in boston and they have running tours so i think a lot of cities have this where you can um do like a running tour of the city that you're visiting and kind of check out some of the tourist spots but in in terms of a long run and with other people and get kind of like a guided tour of the city um which is cool and i've also heard of places that are like running camps where, um, they set up, you know, like you go and you, and like stay for like a week or whatever and and go on specific runs each day you're there. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like all the different ways that you can sort of take a running vacation. You know, I like to focus some of my vacations on races as you girls know and do. Um, and actually I was thinking like when I was looking ahead to, you know, what I want to do next year, I, I kind of feel like now I, I, I think two marathons a year would be good for me to have, like, a spring training and um, – or a winter training for a spring race and then summer training for a fall race and then have, like, goal races in between, but because – I feel like I want my fall race to be Bay State because it will be the flat, fast course that's near me. Um, I think it'd be really cool to have my spring race be a destination race every year. So I don't necessarily have to run like a PR time, but I could check out a marathon that I've always wanted to do. And um, I've actually been looking at what I can run for next spring, and there's one in Kentucky that I have my eye on now, Katie. (laughs) Ooh! Yeah, ever since you were telling me about the um, Kentucky Derby Festival Mm mini-marathon, I've been reading about the um, Kentucky Derby Festival marathon, and that's that's a contender, definitely. I'm looking at it. Oh, that's awesome! The only thing is that I know that the airfare to Louisville is kind of high. Cause it's kind of like, it's not a major city, you know? So I, I think it's a little more expensive, but I might be able to swing it. So, um, but that's, that, that might be a goal race for me, but I love the idea of vacationing around races. And I know a lot of runners do that. So having a running oriented travel agency or tour group or something is a really great thing to have because then you kind of have some guidance. You're not just kind of, exploring a city willy-nilly and not really sure where you're going so that is a great recommend so thank you katie you're welcome up next we have runner girl of the week all right so our runner girl of the week this week is gina from ohio and gina had a significant long run of 17 miles And she says, Felt good till about 12 and a half miles. Then things got rough. I did run the entire last mile, though. And this was two miles further than I have ever gone before. Now I just have to force my legs to walk me home. And, um... I love that. Cause we've all been there. I mean, maybe not 17 miles. <laughs> In fact, I think I've only run that once during my marathon, <laughs> but, um, but we've all been on a really long run that you just have to, um, you know, struggle to get through and then have to force yourself to manage to get back home. So great job, Gina, getting through it and at a, at a good pace. She, she averaged about 1147 and I don't know if that's, you know, really good for her or maybe less good, You know compared to what she normally runs but um that's that's a really decent pace for 17 miles so having never gone the distance before I'm impressed and I just want to say great job for getting it done suffering through and I'm sure the next one will be easier because of it and um I just want to add you know we talk about our run a girl of the week every week we mention somebody who had a great run or a tough run or an interesting race report or whatever um but I don't feel like we uh, mention that we get these from Daily Mile. And sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. So I just want to, in case we have new people listening, which I think we might this week, um, we get all of our Runner Girls of the Week from Daily Um This is where we share our runs and races and um, where we, you know, kind of support other runners that we know. So um, if you would like to add us, all of our Daily Mile links are found on our website at runagirlspodcast.com. So add us on Daily Mile and um, someday you might be Run Girl of the Week. So up next we have feedback.
0: Our feedback for tonight comes from a comment on our blog at com from Heather and she says, hi ladies. I've been enjoying your podcast right from the very beginning I must say my favorite part of the show is your recommends I've tried so many of them and as such now have a great love of the stick compression socks and a variety of websites that help keep me motivated and to answer the eternal running skirt question yes I found mine on skirtsports.com and I love it it's a must for a sweaty Betty like me awesome
2: (laughs) I love that that's great yeah
1: I checked out the website. There's some really cute stuff on there, skirtsports.com, and um, I I still have a running. Se- I have a worn mine lately. Sometimes, occasionally I do. But you know what? I was just at TJ Maxx today, and you know what I saw? What? Running dresses. <gasps> what? That sounds so cool. Yep. And maybe it's maybe it's like a tennis dress or something, but it's made of synthetic material, so you could wear it for a race. So it was. Um, it was, like, sleeveless, but it was this this pretty, like, um, light teal color with, like, a ruffled skirt, and I was like, if I had the extra, I had to get a fuel belt, so I didn't get the dress today, but I was eyeing it, and I'm like, you know what, I would love to be the only one at the race running in a dress. <laughs> but, yeah, I like the girly clothes.
2: <laughs> that would be really cool. I'll have to keep my eyes peeled to see if my TJ Maxx gets any of those. Yeah
1: tj maxx is awesome um i told you uh, a few days ago anna and i were checking out a local running store and they had this awesome pink fuel belt and it was like 40 something dollars and i was eyeing it and like oh i really want one of those because it can hold so much more than what my belt currently does um And then today when we were at TJ Maxx, I found the exact same one and it was like $16. It was awesome. And it was the only one that was there. So I was like, this is mine.
2: (laughs) I'm taking it. (laughs) It was meant to be. Sorry, everybody
1: else, but it's mine. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm a big fan of TJ Maxx. But yeah, running gear is, um, it's kind of a big deal. (laughs) I guess you could just, you know, put on a pair of shorts and a pair of sneakers and go out and run, but I kinda like having the, the watch which helps and the in the fuel belt where I can have everything that I need and I just you know, as we mentioned before, it's fun to plan things out. Well maybe maybe it's not fun. I think it's fun to plan things out and I like to know exactly what I'm going to eat and when and drink and when and I like to have everything that I need on me so that I feel prepared you know that one aid station at my marathon that didn't have Gatorade that messed with my head (laughs) and so now I'm like (laughs) how can I avoid that in the future how many bottles can I fit on me realistically (laughs) so anyway I love the the comment about um, the gear and the recommends, so I can totally relate to that. And um, so thanks for sending in the feedback, Heather. And don't forget, in addition to email and Facebook, you can also tell us about your run on our Runner Girls hotline, 206-337-4715. And we've been getting a few more calls in recently, so I'm glad to see that. I hope they keep coming in. And I also wanted to mention that next week will be our two-year anniversary show. So we will be putting the Injury Series on hold for a week. Um, And also, we're going to be starting our 2014 Charity Challenge in August so start thinking about which fall race and target time that you're going to be aiming for this fall challenge entries will be five dollars again the participants who get closest to their target times will get awesome prizes including custom race medals and don't forget all proceeds go to charity so more details coming up in the next couple of episodes and uh yeah stay tuned for that So I think that brings us to the
2: end of the show this week. Katie, do you have a quote for us? I do. One that I found this week kind of is motivational in the sense that it wants you to find the silver lining. The quote says, struggle isn't fun, but it's an opportunity to be brave by Ray Smith. And I liked that because I think so, so oftentimes we just talk about overcoming obstacles and you just feel great at the end and yeah, look how much you accomplished, but you don't really stop and think about like what a conscious decision it is to be brave and to look adversity in the eye and say, I'm going to do this no matter what. So even though it's not always fun and not the easiest thing to do, struggle does provide us with a great opportunity to be brave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know, it's the, it's the struggles that make us stronger. Make That's us, right. Make us better. That's great. Thank you, Katie. Yeah great well that is it for episode 43 of season three join us next time when we will be celebrating our two-year anniversary if you have any comments you can email us at runagirlspodcast at gmail.com follow us at facebook.com slash podcast or tweet to us at show on twitter all episodes will be available at runnergirlspodcast.com and on itunes thanks for listening now go outside and run